pre-Brooklyn. What is it then between us? What is the count of the scores or hundreds of years between us? Whatever it is, it avails not. Distance avails not and place avails not. I too felt the curious abrupt questioning stir within me. In the day among crowds of people sometimes they came upon me in my walks home late at night or as I lay in my bed they came upon me. I too had been struck from the float forever held in solution. I too had received identity by my body. That I was, I knew, was of my body. And what I should be, I knew, I should be, of my body. The best I had done seemed to me blank and suspicious. My great thoughts as I supposed them, they not in reality meager. Nor is it you alone who know what it is to be evil. I am he who knew what it was to be evil. I too knotted the old knot of contrariety, blabbed, blushed, resented, lied, stole, grudged, had guile, anger, lust, hot wishes I dared not speak, was wayward, vain, greedy, shallow, sly, cowardly, malignant, saw many I loved in the street or ferry boat or public assembly, yet never told them a word. He doesn't like you. Sorry. I don't like you either. You just watch yourself. We're wanted men. I have the death sentence on 12 systems. I'll be careful. You'll be dead! Who the hell are you? Prince Lone Star. Prince? I just found out. That's what this says. I'm an honest-to-God prince. Will you marry me? Well, let me think about it. I'm sick of this. I don't give a damn who it is, but I'm gonna marry somebody today. Who are you? I'm the best man. What's your name? Orf. Your full name? Orf all of you. You're the one that's getting married? No. Then get over there! I laid in my stores in advance. I considered long and seriously of you before you were born. Who knows? for all the distance, but I am as good as looking at you now, for all cannot see me.
Your internet radio dial is in the perfect position, and Race to the Bottom is on the air. Time to sit back and enjoy some refreshing Winslow tea. Try it hot, lukewarm, or over ice. Have it with milk and sugar, or a lemon wedge, or oh natural. Mm, mm, mm. Now that's Winslow Tea, a New York City tradition since 1872. Ask for it by name at the tea house or your local greengrocer, because that's how you know it's Winslow. Race to the bottom. 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 Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm that loco foco John Reed. This is Radio Free Brooklyn, and you're listening to Race to the Bottom. My opening monologue, as always is sponsored by Winslow Tea, because that's how you know it's Winslow. I'm drinking it now. Let me, here, get this. Mmm. Ah, that's hot. Having some hot, hot. Get get, get that tea as hot as you can. It's chilly out, but it's not chilly in the studio, man. They got the heat cranking in this puppy. Hashtag your Winslow Tea experiences with Hashtag how you know on all your social media platforms. What's this we're listening to? This is called Moonlight Rendezvous from the uh, band or the group called The Other People Place off their album, their effort. I like when people say off their effort, Lifestyles of the Laptop. And I saw this. Frank Ocean has a Spotify playlist, and this was on there. I liked it. said, hey, I'm going to start my show with this tune in the background. Hey. What do we hear in that mashup? That was an interesting one. Kind of weird. I've been on a big Walt Whitman kick. I got... 
this cultural biography of Mr. Whitman. Whit, it's a Whitman sampler. So we heard some excerpts from the Song of Myself, read by some poets at the Bell House as part of the Bowery Boys podcast. You ever hear that podcast, history podcast, the Bowery Boys? It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. In the background of the mashup was Brad Meldow playing Paranoid Android Part 2 off the Mon Chien Estupide soundtrack. Still have no idea if that movie's any good, but the soundtrack is. We heard a little clip from Star Wars where he's at the at the cantina. Guy gets in his face, says, he doesn't like you. I don't like you either. Guy's got some face hate on Luke Skywalker. We heard from Spaceballs. I'm an honest to God prince. Right? And then wrapping that up was Janet, the best, with the breakdown from Love Will Never Do Without You. We got Tom Demena on the show today in a little in a little bit. Excited about that. Talk to my buddy. Talk about his great new EP, which is on Bandcamp. But unfortunately, in the meantime, I've got some apologies. I mean, I gotta, I gotta emotionally prepare for this. With a heavy heart, I apologize. I'm going to teach you how to say excuse me in French. That means I am sorry. Excusez-moi. Excuse-moi. Pardon. Pardonnez-moi. Je suis désolé. I'm going to teach you how to say excuse me. Okay, we heard it. Huh. All right, so last week, I was all jazzed about this Cambodian rock and roll that I heard and wanted to share with you guys. And I referred to it as, it's from Chaun Malay. And the song was called Story of My Love, off, off of this collection called Don't Think I've Forgotten, Cambodia's Lost Rock and Roll. But I referred to it as being... An interpolation of Black Swan. It's not... It was not that. It's from Swan Lake, guys. Black Swan's the movie. 
Natalie Portman. Also, I was talking all about why is this happening with Chris Hayes and his interview about climate with the dude, the director. What's his name? Now I can't remember this guy's name. He's the uh, Adam McKay. But then I said there was another writer that was on there, and I, I couldn't think of this dude's name at the time. But it's he's Omar Al-Akkad, and he wrote a, a book called American War, which sounds great. Okay? So I want to give credit where credit is due. Speaking of that, this is our buddies Bremer and McCoy. They're on tour in Europe. Check them out. I think they're in, going to England now. And their manager says they'll he'll he'll let me know when they come to the U.S. We can all go see these dudes play. But my last apology, I thought I was so cool bragging about how the dude from Last Poets said I was the Funkmeister, but I couldn't even remember his name. His name's Umar bin Hassan, and he's amazing, okay? We got a phone call. Race to the bottom. Is George Sanders a good Christian? <sighs> I... I've been I've been wrestling with that myself. Uh, I think I know who this is. Uh, caller, who who's there? This is Vance from from Fairview, North Carolina. Yeah, which is a suburb of Asheville. I am familiar with with said suburb. How's it going uh, today, sir? Long long time no speak. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. Been a little while. I work on Saturdays now, based on some strong advice that you gave me some months ago on the new race to the bottom out of uh, out of New York City. Um, you said I should just walk into the uh, library and plop down my my binders of photographs of the odometer on my car that I had meticulously kept logs of all my mileage and photographed the odometer. On on the clock in and clock out from Pizza Cabin. Yeah, because uh, uh, our manager Bob Black said that if you had twenty five hundred accident free miles, you got a, a bonus. Yeah, and he uh, he what's the word squelched on that? He did. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, people don't use the word squelch enough anymore. There was a little button on like CB radios. Uh, or a knob on the old CB radios that was squelch, and I never understood exactly what that meant, but it's a cool word, squelch, word of the day. Um, here's what's up. I did part ways with Pizza Cab, and I just couldn't take it anymore. I went to the library. I plopped down those binders. I I, I plopped down the binders and just opened them up and didn't say a word, and the, uh, the lady, the manager in the archive department was just kind of stunned. Awestruck. She said, "Wow!" And she 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 just stared at him for a few seconds, trying to soak it all in, and then uh, then did have to ask, "What is this?" What fair, is this? fair question. Yeah, what is this? What is, what is this? Yeah, but anyway, um, what I'm calling about today, particularly John, is our friend uh, 
George Sanders, spelled Saunders, pronounced Sanders. Um, George Sanders has always kind of done business as like an an out, you know, sort of overt Christian. And Mm -hmm. I'm beginning to wonder about his sincerity. He was involved in Christwood townhomes. Mm -hmm. um, And he was also, at the same time, which I thought was maybe a little bit hypocritical, at the same time he was involved in promoting Christwood townhomes, he was hopping from... uh, from one gym to the next, doing the free trials from gym to gym. And I remember him having some comments about uh, certain gyms that he liked. There was one called the Grunting Squatter that he really seemed to like. I remember and that. I, I felt really uncomfortable when he would tell stories about using the public showers with with other men and having conversations with men, you know, nude in the public showers, which I, I just thought was a little weird to talk about it, to do it and not think anything mm-hmm. of it was one thing. But then he's he's out in public, thankfully fully dressed, talking to us about how he enjoyed taking showers with, yeah. with other men. And I, I always thought he was just a little bit weird about that. Well, uh, and do you know about his, his more recent ventures since you've left Asheville? No, I have not heard from from George since I've been in New York, basically. He opened a line of tanning booths. Actually, is two considered a line? I mean, I I guess it just takes two points to make a line, right? Connect the dots. That's true. So he opened a line of two tanning booths called uh, the Tan of Galilee. The Tan of Uh, Galilee. Christ-like bronze. Is that a like play on the man of line. the man of Galilee? What what is that? A the tan, the tan of Galilee. I know, but what Give is that? Christ-like bronze was like his tagline. Man, yeah, Christ-like bronzing just didn't sound very <laughs> good. I, I guess would be one word. It's not. It's not. Yeah, um, it's, it sounds a little maybe sacrilegious. Yeah. And he went a little further after the tan of Galilee started running some jingles, which I I won't even re- recite uh, the jingles. They did allegedly include some some scriptures, but um, blasphemous stuff. Um, in my opinion, mm-hmm. in my humble, you know, secular opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, he opened a shop called Biblical Sense which was a massage and aromatherapy <laughs> parlor. He's really cashing in on this on this kind of it's kind of like the prosperity gospel. You familiar with that? Yes. Yeah. We're kind of He's he's a man about the prosperity gospel, but I I again the tagline for biblical sense, the aromatherapy massage yeah. parlor. Mm-hmm. Uh I thought it was a little bit I don't know if it was a double entendre or, or just oblivious that the tagline was "Get to know us," like Noah, in the biblical sense. Oh, get to know. <laughs> yeah, he's. And if it was just aromatherapy, okay. But the fact that it was a massage parlor, there, there were. I, I don't know if I can use the words "rub." and mm-hmm. tug near each other 
radio station. I try to keep them. There were suggestions just in in confidential conversation Mm -hmm. among people. There was a lot of whispering, and those two words were whispered near one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's try to keep those two words as far. You can say each one of them, but just keep some space in between. I I appreciate how you you spaced them out a little bit. Well, so anyway, I, it just looks really sketchy to me, and I wouldn't want my teenage—I don't want my teenage sons going to uh, biblical sense, you know. <laughs> no. So would Would you want your children going to Tan of Galilee or biblical sense? Maybe, maybe Tan of Galilee, but but not definitely not bi- biblical sense. Um. I, I, I you're going to have to get this guy. I mean, he he doesn't listen to race to the bottom. I hope. Well, you know, what am I afraid of? I'll be the whistleblower. Whistleblowers yeah. <laughs> are in vogue now, right? They are. I, I'm I'm blowing I'm blowing the whistle on biblical sense. I Hand have Galilee's maybe just wrong, but biblical sense is is another level of wrong. Well, I got something for you. I got my whistleblower. Uh, little jingle here my little whistleblower spot you're you're the whistleblower vance yay all right (laughs) well um i'm i'm so glad to hear from you i have a scheduled interview with with this dude tom demena and i told him i told him 10 20 so i i gotta clear the line uh all right. But, Very good. Hey, John, thanks for taking my call. I, I rarely get a Saturday morning. I just wanted to check in and, and wish you good luck and uh, have fun up there. Uh, you have fun. Looking kind of weird ending. Man. Yeah, I've been trying to, if anyone knows how to get in touch with this guy, George Sanders, written Saunders, pronounced Sanders, please let him know that. He has been invoked, evoked or invoked or in vogue on Race to the Bottom, and we need to hear hear from him. Call in now. He texts Tom. Okay, well, while I wait to uh, hear from Tom, by request, this is Michael Kowanica off his new album, Kowanica, Rolling. Uh, this goes out to my buddy Salim. Up, uh, oh. who's what's going to happen first? Is Tom going to call? Race to the bottom. Race to the bottom. Yeah, hey, this is Tom. Oh my goodness! So everybody, this is my friend Tom. Surprise! Oh, <laughs> we we uh. Yeah. So Tom, I wanted to have you on because I uh, I I've been listening to your to your EP. You know me, my devil says, 
right? That's the title, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. On on Bandcamp, it's a four-song EP that's a preview of your upcoming full album, which should be finished when? Uh, as soon as my lazy um, uh, recording sound engineer, um, good-for-nothing <laughs> associate <laughs> colleague, uh-huh. uh, decides to to put together all of my careful notes and emails together and finish the compiled album, uh, which will hopefully be in May. In May, okay, yeah, he- yeah, yeah, and then hopefully I'll tour. I'll tour with the finished album. That's the that's the hope. Well, I I hope you. We could even have you in studio. Yeah, I would love that. Actually, you know how to get to um, to Bushwick. Yeah, I know how to get to Bushwick. <laughs> um, you think <laughs> you have to ride one of those underground motor cars? Yes. Um, well, my brother actually—you may know him. Uh, uh, he I lives think I in do. Bushwick. Yeah, we could we could have the whole mishpucha in here. You know that word, mishpucha? Uh No, you know I'm very jealous that you have the inside um, <laughs> the inside track. Yeah, with so many expressions, and um, I'm very jealous about that. Yeah, we, mishpucha means like the whole gang. It's Yiddish. We, we, um, I really, I'm not going to attempt to say it, but uh, yeah. yeah, I would like to uh, to do that. Yeah, um, and 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 do you do you actually have the uh, the means, the equipment to record in the studio there? Yeah, I do. We people do it all the time. Awesome. So, Tom, I wanted to. Uh, you got a four song EP. You know me, my devil says, uh, which is on uh, Tom Demena at Bandcamp dot com, right? That's right. Yeah. So I wanted to just go through each. Have you seen this like on Pitchfork? There'll be like FKA Twigs breaks down every song on her new album or Cat Power breaks down every song on her new album. Have you seen? Right. Yeah. Um, so I, w- <laughs> I wanted to uh, break down every song on your new album, but but in kind of a uh, different way. So most of uh-huh. these, I have some, I have a couple actual questions, but mostly I'm just going to say the title of, of the song, and then I'm going to um, just say some, we're going to do some word association, okay? I'm going to say... That, break it down? Uh, yeah, you just, I'm going to say, so it will be in the context, I'll say the name of the song, and then I'll just say some words or people or images, and you can respond this is kind of like i don't know if you've ever gone to done like any training at ucb but it can be kind of like a improv thing but with the, okay i'll give one word uh, responses you can give one word response or you can kind of do whatever you want okay i see okay okay cool okay first first song on the album is called that it's the uh eponymous ep- eponymous it's the title track. You know me, my devil says. Okay? Mm-hmm. First first, okay. first thing. Driving through New Mexico. Um, uh, uh, Bob Dylan's uh, Santa Fe. Um, you know, uh, 
I don't know if you ever heard that song. But okay, no. I'm gonna. I'm yeah. taking some notes here. Um, Cat Stevens. I really wish um, I could have played the Cat Stevens songs that this guy requested last night. I, I played a bar gig. <laughs> this place called Lenny's, and this guy really. I just can't play covers. I don't bust them out. I don't know mm-hmm. how to do that. Uh, anyway, I was I I forced the wind. <laughs> <laughs> I forced the wind, which was about as good as that sounds. And uh, yeah, anyway, he appreciated it. Neil Diamond. Uh, it's in my it's in my blood. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's great. I I was thinking, listening to your record again uh, yesterday, that I feel like you uh, could be kind of classified as a as the intermingling of Cat Stevens and Neil Diamond. Yeah, I you know I really would like to be everything what was good about Neil Diamond until he lost his way. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he became really in love with his affectation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, like before that, like in the sixties, he was like it was great. There was no, it wasn't too no cheesy. Yeah. It really yeah. wasn't. Um, John Renborn. Um, I showed up for a, uh, interview. I got him to, to, to agree to be interviewed by me when I was in college. Mm-hmm. I had my radio kit and, um, he didn't show up. Oh and man. I, I brought this friend of mine. I was like, yeah, this guy's a legend. This guy, I mean, <laughs> I know guitar and this guy, <laughs> this guy's the real deal. You're lucky that I'm inviting you show oh and i'm gonna you're gonna have to give me an hour after the show because we're in, i'm interviewing him for this for the xpn radio so and uh <laughs> i don't know where trump came out of it apparently i was like, <laughs> said about, like donald trump in college yeah well wow. he didn't show up all of a sudden ladies and gentlemen mr renborn is not going to be here and um, after waiting for an hour and i guess that he just was that generation they drank a lot and they just wouldn't show up for shows mm-hmm Okay, next next tune. Take your lick. Um, paying paying your dues. Uh, yeah, I um, I think about it all the time, and uh, you know, I I come from Connecticut, John. You know that, mm-hmm. and I've been I've been accused. I <laughs> know at my wedding, people really let out what they think of you at your wedding. Yes, they do. <laughs> and at, at my wedding, I heard, I heard a lot of accusations <laughs> and, um, you know, I don't know. I just, I know that there's a lot of, uh, generational issues to, uh, the older, gener- the older folks just feel like you, you know, you, you lazy millennials, what have you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of, uh, that dialogue is what that's about. And is the, the, the sound guy in this tune, is that the guy who you were talking about earlier who's producing your album? No, I I, I really love, these. I have a love affair with two sound engineers, <laughs> and one of them is this older main guy, and, um, you know, uh, I, I, without betraying him, I, I'll just mm-hmm. say he's a character <laughs> yeah. who really likes to... Um, uh, smoke a lot of things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, um, a lot of things. Yeah. Well, that's legal and, up uh, there nowadays. So 
You're not. <laughs> that's, and he's just, it's very Maine. Yeah. And um, he uh, was just, I don't know, great guy to talk to at the end of a shift. Which is, it's great to have, you would love this guy. It's just totally under the radar. Yeah. Um, he just says what he really thinks and, and likes to provoke, likes to just, you know, have it out. So when you have somebody who you work like that with, when you work with somebody like that, who's older, it can make for a great relationship. Next tune, all these things, uh, obligation. Yeah. Uh, obligation. I, I guess my, my aunt said to me, you you honor your um, lo- your loved ones, even if you are talking about them in perhaps the most not the, the not the most um, celebratory light. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's your obligation. And that if you do that, that is in fact honoring them more. Um, and to hear that from another family member, yeah, uh, was really helpful for me. Secrets. That makes sense. Next word, secrets. Um, I, I don't like secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I hate secrets. Yeah. And um, I, I hate people whispering. And um, and I don't like when people are snickering and laughing, and I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Harden. Oh, I love Tim Harden. Uh, you know, there's this... There was this review of one of his. I have this album a lot. I think it's called Live, Tim Harden Live, yeah, yeah, three it's songs great. Or, or something. I can't remember. Three. Yeah, it's great. And the, I read the back of the jacket, you know, and it was like, and he was in good voice on this particular night. <laughs> it always made me laugh that experience. And he was in good voice. And I, I picture, you know, that reviewer just, and all the, I don't know, the, the fact that that was special, that, that, you know, you didn't know who was going to show up because those guys were erratic, you know, and it made it special. Like, and he was, and on this particular evening, Mr. Harden showed up in good voice and it was a splendid affair. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I think about that a lot when, as a singer, you want to be really good and you don't want to, you, you want to be in good voice all the time. Um, do you, do you play, uh, Oh, in this on this record, were you playing guitar and singing at the same time, or did you do do the guitar track first and then sing? No, I did them both at the same time, um, and uh, yeah, I, I I was really nervous about that. But my my sound engineer friend Chris, yeah, was, I, um, yeah, whatever he he gave me the he's like you know your your songs are simple and don't worry about it and uh, just just do it and then we'll add so we added stuff later and it was no problem um and i do feel like uh, it's easier to concentrate on one or the other for sure but you know when they go hand in hand there's just that great uh answer um back and forth that uh i don't know i it really fuels me keeps me interested in the song yeah uh, i like doing it that way it sounds it sounds great um i think you thank you you uh yeah it's i think it was a good choice um, and then the last, the last tune, which I played last week on the show, which is just awesome is cage. Um, oh. and what's the connection 
to you, what do you think is the connection between sadness and anger? Um, right. Um, the connection is, well, I guess, you know, sadness is, um, what do they call it? Like, well, depression is anger, you know, focused inward. Mm -hmm. And then, um, all you can do, uh, if you're not really, if you're not really equipped to verbalize your emotions, this is why I think, you know, ultimately, even though I'm not a hip hop fan, I, I think hip hop is so important and, and the cultivation of, uh, um, verbalizing your emotions is what can free you. But if you don't know how to do that, I really haven't most of my life. Um, you have this like inverted anger and it just turns into you know, depression or sadness. Mm -hmm. And uh, I felt in this one instance, what the song was about that I just couldn't speak. And that was like so sad. And I just, you know, it's like this life debilitating cage that you created and you don't know why you created it, and you're like, "Ugh, why did I, why am I in this thing that I that I built?" Yeah. Well, we we broke down the 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 record, man, uh, track by track. <laughs> we did it. We broke it down. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's that's it is like an innately kind of offensive to because like I feel like uh, you shouldn't have to explain the songs or you you've you have failed on some level if you, but on the other hand, I like this approach because it's not, you know, you're just, I don't know. It's much more free. Yeah. You're not really getting at specific lyrics or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I do feel like a lot of DJs do that. They're just like, so what did you mean by blah, blah, blah. And, uh, it can be, you know, you're just taking the magic out of the whole thing. Well, you know, uh, to peel back the curtain, you and I, we've known each other for a long time and, and we've lived together and, and we've traveled together and and so i felt like i i wanted to just do some kind of more free associative stuff and and just point people to the to the music and and uh pick pick this up on on bandcamp it's a it's a great record and i wanted to uh play play another tune awesome thank uh, you john yeah um so when you when you hit the road uh we got a we got a seat right here i'm looking at it for you to come come into the studio in, in May or whatever. <laughs> I really can't wait. Um, I really, truly love the radio. I, I'm a huge fan of your show, and I'm not just saying that. And uh, I, I really enjoyed the uh, the mix that you did with um, the Royal Tenenbaums and, and all that stuff. Oh yeah, it, it was awesome. I'm 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 addicted. I can't. I'm 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 a real I'm a real deal fan. So thank you. Well, t tell your buddies in Maine about the show. We we need more Mainers on board. I will. All right. Well, um, I'm going to say goodbye, and I'm going to play uh, the title track of of your EP. You know me, my devil says. Awesome. Thanks, All right. John. Thanks, Tom. Race to the bottom, baby. You know me, my devil says 
phone call race to the bottom yeah hi john yeah hi yeah this is doug dakota from chicago doug dakota from chicago what's yeah how you doing good what's going on doug oh not much uh just was listening to your show and uh with the holidays coming around kind of thinking about this family family situation i got going on uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, this is this. I was thinking maybe I, I was thinking maybe we could talk about it if that's okay. You want to talk about your family situation, Doug Dakota from Chicago? That's right. That's okay. Right. Yeah. Um. um yeah. Uh, can you? Can we do this? Um. I don't. I don't want to. Put, put any the screws on you as they say i don't want to stress you out but i was about to launch into another segment can we do this can i can we put a timer on this and and do it in like three oh, yeah. three minutes oh yeah it's, it's pretty quick okay so yeah so i just wanted to get your thoughts so i was i was down in florida with my family uh my wife's family over the summer okay and uh we're all you know, having a good time at this beach house on the deck. And um, my sister-in-law's husband, uh, this guy named Terry Brickshaw, was there. Terry and, Brickshaw. Uh, wow. That's a yeah. heck of a name. Yeah. And um, we're all having a good time. And uh, the neighbors at the Jason house came over and were kind enough to offer us some, you know, nice desserts for the 4th of July. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and, you know, I thought it was really nice, and uh, Carrie did not think it was nice. And How how so? And actually started, you know, after the, the family left with the desserts, just started making some mean, terrible jokes about these people and how bad these desserts were, and it, it really bothered me, to be honest with you. That's, that's 
sounds like a really inappropriate thing to were the were the desserts were they good or were the yeah you know they're they they looked fine and you know especially someone who really enjoys desserts like myself it it kind of hit home even more so so let me get this yeah just kept going throughout the night and you know i kind of laughed them off whatever but yeah. inside it was it was really bothering me and uh and i got to see terry in like two or three weeks at thanksgiving and i'm just just worried you know similar situation is going to come up and yeah not sure you know how i should handle it so I was just looking for some advice on that so it seems like this guy terry is like a is the kind of guy who who likes to push things a little bit just because he thinks, oh, it would be it would be funny if I if I kept pushing this joke past. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's you know he he likes to take it, push it to the envelope, and uh, yeah. take it to the edge kind of deal. Well, I would maybe take the guy aside. Don't don't do it out in front of everybody. But if you could get Terry kind of one on one and just say, "Hey, man, I I know yeah. you're trying to have a good time, but." There's people's feelings are are at stake here. See if right. see if that works. And if not, maybe this guy's just a jerk. <laughs> he he might be, you know. It's uh but I think that's that's a good call. You know, I'm gonna see him in a few weeks. So you know, if he if, the, if Terry pulls pulls that again, you know, I'm I think I'm gonna have to say something. Yeah. Maybe no. you should get in his face. Maybe maybe this is the kind of thing where it's a, this guy's a kind of a bully and will only step down, you know, if if he's confronted. Maybe I'm wrong about taking him aside. Maybe this is something you need to you got to take one for the team and and squash it. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a pretty mild mannered guy, but you know, at at some point, I gotta I gotta stand up to this guy. You know, enough is enough. So. Well, hey, uh, John, thanks for the time. I don't want to take too much of your time, but uh, that's good advice. And, you know, I'm going to talk to Terry at Thanksgiving. You know, we'll get this straightened out. Yeah. Are you a a stuffing guy? Do you like stuffing? Oh, I love stuffing. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Great. All right. (laughs) Well, on that note. Uh, thanks, thanks for the call. We're going from Maine to Chicago. This this show's getting uh, getting some wings, and I'm I'm glad you you called in. Some wangs. Some wangs. Yeah. <laughs> All um, right. Thanks, John. Okay. Bye. Wow, Chicago in the house. Okay, <laughs> this is this is hilarious because I was gonna finally play this thing i recorded with my students on facebook about not on facebook but about facebook i guess i could still do it what was i going to do i was gonna talk tell you about johnny's automotive and how johnny's is is where you can get the job done right the first time and then they check it johnny's automotive is a uh, an automotive dealership and and mechanic in western north carolina and they sponsored my show when it was on Asheville fm and they they love the show that much and johnny supports what i do on the show so that he still wants to you know even though the the show is based in new york i mean obviously it's it's a national show now so if you are in western north carolina say you you're on a road trip a lot of people come through Asheville, and, and you have some 
some issues with your automobile, with your vehicle, stop by Johnny's. Okay? So I guess I'm going to play this Facebook thing. I was going to play this video of Omelette Bar and the Nationals together and, and make fun of and just vent about how disgusting I thought it was, but I'm glad to not do any omelet bar stuff today. Also wanted to give a shout out to um, Virginia and Kentucky for going blue. I guess there were some scary polls this week that kind of um, intimate that maybe omelet bar can win the election through the Electoral College and still lose by the popular vote by like 3 million because of these like four or five states. So it was kind of scary, but it was good to see what happened in Virginia and Kentucky. That's what I was going to talk about. A little summary. But let me, let's hear from Johnny's and we'll just kind of do a, a, a little thing and, and then I'll play my thoughts on Facebook. So I can't tell you where I teach, but I do teach middle school. Tom DeMena is still going on in the background. How about that Tom DeMena, man? This this album's great. Check it out. Tom DeMena at bandcamp.com. .bandcamp.com. Okay, so let's do this. I'll finally get this out of the way. I, I recorded this. I, I wanted... Some students at my school are learning about audio recording and... Uh, audio storytelling and radio and podcasting. So I did this with them and and then recorded it. So first you're going to hear from Johnny's and then you're going to hear my, my thoughts on Facebook and Zuck. And then I'll say goodbye to you. The cold weather is now upon us. Is your car prepared? Hi, I'm Johnny from Johnny's Automotive. At Johnny's, we worry about things and check them for you so you don't have to worry about them and check them. What about your wiper blades? Can they stand up to an ice storm? How's your heater doing? Have you checked it recently? What about your brakes? At Johnny's, we make sure that your car is ready to do the job and fight hard against Jack Frost and his wintry mix of friends. Come on down to the corner of Crisco Road and Popular Creek. The Johnny's, we do it right and then check it. That's Johnny's way. See you soon. So I'm, <laughs> I'm realizing I can only like play half of this Facebook thing because it's coming on the hour here. So I'm going to play half of it and do the other half next week. I'll find a good place to stop. Okay, here we go. Last week, I think it was, or two weeks ago now, Mark Zuckerberg, who I'm going to call Zuck, he gave a big speech. A lot of people have been criticizing Facebook, and he wanted to get out there and state his case. And a lot of my thinking about this has kind of been helped along by this guy, Andrew Morantz, who wrote an article called Mark Zuckerberg Still Doesn't Get It. And Andrew Morantz also uh, wrote a book called Antisocial, which I heard him talk about on some podcasts. I haven't got around to reading it yet. So his idea is that free speech is great. We all say that, but there's some complications that we have to take into consideration when we talk about free speech. So uh, Zuckerberg gave this speech at Georgetown University, which also is the 
College of Tiffany Trump, the lesser Trump daughter, who was, I think, in the audience. His great title of the speech was Mark Zuckerberg stands for voice and free expression. And he had a subtitle that said Zuckerberg endorses the importance of protecting free expression, which seems very redundant as a subtitle. So as you might be able to guess, this was all about free speech and his basic idea is that free speech is good, not a complicated way of thinking. A representative line from the speech is, the ability to speak freely has been central in the fight for democracy worldwide. When people are finally able to speak, they often call for change. So it's kind of some pablum about free speech that he got up there and and spewed. And Mark Zuckerberg, if you haven't heard him uh, talk or in interviews, likes to think of himself as a liberator. He he thinks he's taking power from gatekeepers and redistributing it to the people. And some people would call him what is known as a techno-utopian, where he thinks technology will solve all of our problems. And he loves to talk about Egypt and the Arab Spring and how Facebook was so integral to that. And his kind of philosophy is that all this free speech and and social media and all these things kind of inevitably leads us towards the good, which I would say is not really borne out by the facts. And it's also very self-serving for his business model because if he thinks that it's inevitably going to be great, then you aren't going to need to change anything, right? He also asserts that progress isn't linear. And sometimes we take two steps forward and one step back, but we're always moving towards the betterment of society when we have free speech on these social media platforms. He even, to to kind of back up and buttress his argument, he, he brought up Martin Luther King and Frederick Douglass, bringing out the heavy hitters to make his point. He didn't mention Brexit or the Trump presidency or the resurgence of white uh, nationalism or mass killings in Sri Lanka or the Rohingya genocide, all which have been kind of sparked by Facebook as well. And it's funny because that's a pretty big blind spot to have in your assertion that everything is, is moving for the betterment of society on your multi-billion dollar platform. Okay, that's where, where we'll stop. So, Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3. We thrive and survive on your donations, and we always appreciate you. If you're listening to this on your computer, consider downloading the app on Android or your iPhone. And me bottle, check it out. Get rid of that E. coli. Okay, so we'll pick up where I left off with that Facebook thing. Thank you so much to our caller from from Chicago. I forgot your name, sir. Danny, maybe. And to Tom DeMena. And to Vance. And we will see you next week. I'm going to play from, you know this guy, Robert Palmer. He sang Addicted to Love and stuff. Kind of had some hits in the in the late 80s. He's got some weird tunes, and I found this one. This is called Woke Up Laughing, and it's kind of got like a East African kind of vibe. Um, and I enjoyed this. Uh, race to the bottom. I will see you guys. Talk to you next week. Have a great week. 
Small 